the Wednesday Night Wars. It is, isn't it? I mean, it's sort of a created thing, but AEW are definitely becoming something very special. And they've sort of eclipsed NXT and now they're gaining on Raw. So NXT need to pull something out of the bag. And to be honest with you, so much wrestling going on. And I watch so much of it every week that I haven't been watching WWE at all, really. So I'm not aware of... I mean, I, I know what's going on in NXT, but I don't know whether it's of quality. I hear it's okay. But I tell you what, this takeover, Vengeance Day, was just a stunner. Only five matches, which I always like to see, because it means you can concentrate on those, book them properly, and give us something special. Of the five matches, all five were great. A couple of them were stupendous. And I can't fault them, to be honest. I'm sick and tired of Wade Barrett, but I've been sick and tired of him for years. But, you know, I can't really fault them as far as wrestling goes. And it feels weird to say this. But let's just get through this stuff and let me show you what I think. First of all, you've got Dakota Kai uh, and Michelle Gonzalez versus uh, Shotzi Blackheart with their little tank and Ember Moon. And it was all right. Good to start with. Good to ease us in. Some good action here. Very nice um, Gonzalez smacking um, Shotzi Blackheart onto the barrier outside. Just lifted her up and thinking, where shall I put you? I could have you here all day. I know I'll dump you there. Just great. There was a lovely uh, Shotzi Blackheart sliced bread on Gonzalez off the top. And of course, Gonzalez and Kai won. Of course they did. So they win the Dusty Cup. Two very little fanfare, to be honest. Um, It's the first time it's been done for the women's division, and quite right that it is, but it didn't seem as though it was a big event. I mean, it wasn't as bad as that AEW Cup that time, when Eva East and who else was it who won? That was really poor, but it doesn't seem as though it's, this is amazing, and by putting it on first, you sort of say that, really. Anyway, on to something special. And about time, Kushida did something that really justifies the way they were talking about him when he signed. Because he was supposed to be the next big thing. Something special. Something massive. Something wonderful. And he hasn't done that so far. But maybe I've missed his matches recently. I know he's had a change of attitude. But this was fabulous. First of all, we get some kind of of course, it's versus Johnny Gargano, and he's got the way. So he's got his little group with him, including Austin Theory. They all they all say this is going to be great. We're all going to we're going to win this, and then they, they, they get out to the walkway. Where's Austin Theory? He's disappeared. Oh, if only that were the case. And it was it's just a ridiculous way to say you go and look for him. I'll be all right to get the way off. Really, um, you know, it's it's just just say. I don't need you. I can do this on my own. That usually works. Anyway, they grapple to begin. It's very nice. But this match has so many near falls, backs and forth. You really don't know who's going to win this. 
it's a thing of beauty really from beginning to end. Some of the things that were so good is that they concentrated on body parts, which NXT are doing a lot these days. There was a Kushida armbar on the outside and their chicken wing suplex on the outside too. Went back in the ring. He worked on the arm so well, he ran and got a drop kick directly onto that arm. Lovely. It was lovely. He he um, he then had Gargano down and the centre of the ring and he stamped on his mid you know, the middle of his shoulder blades while pulling back on the arm. It's lovely, really. A great. There was a, a DDT from um, from Kushida, sort of slingshot one. Wasn't ideal, but then he held on, rolled through to a suplex for a long two. It's great, and they continued to get the offense in. I'm only saying the stuff around Kushida because it was more high, you know, high um, profile really, but or high octane. But Gargano knows what he's doing here as well. So you've got Kushida again. I mean, it sounds like he's dominating here, but he comes off the top. So it's a, it's a, it's a superplex straight into an armbar and then into the hoverbo- hoverboard lock. Gargano turned for the ropes, really sold it, finally managed it. Just great to see. And here was the spot of the night. They were on the outside, on the walkway. Kushida is on the length, on the other end of the walkway. He runs the length of it to aim a kick at Johnny Gargano's damaged arm. (laughs) That was just great. But in the end, Gargano is successful with a DDT over the top, into the ring, and a pin. In a way, it doesn't matter who wins this North American Championship. I know that sounds like anathema, but it was the wrestling that was so important. This really showed you what Kushida could do. It had great in-ring storytelling. It had great action. It was back and forth. They gave to each other. They sold so well. Stunning. Absolutely stunning work. And the next match will take some going to beat this. It was the Grizzled Young Vets soon to be and MSK who are actually the rascals aren't they nice to see them there being hot shotted right into the final of the Dusty Tag Tournament Cup well Zach is having no truck with that he tells them that they can take all their good feelings or moves or whatever it is and stick them up their arse yeah, why not, Zach? Go on, son. Good Liverpool fan. Excellent. Really good, this match, because you've got the fast stuff from the Rascals. Um, I'm not going to call them MSK. What are they called now? They're called Clark and Walter or something. Anyway, really good fast stuff from them. And more map-based, sneaky stuff from the Grizzled Young Veterans, who are always good. Particularly when they hit a drop kick to the back of the head. Very nice. You've got Dez going over the ring. 
the ring poached on both of them. He'd already hurt his back, and he didn't half grab it after that. But, but, he then comes back in, gives us some somersault flips, and a kick to the back of Zack's head. Very, very nice. Zack also tasted a Wentz springboard cutter. Yes. They do the firefly thing, or it was called fire flame, where one of them is one of them somersaults and then they the other one pushes him. That used to be their finisher. Best finisher in wrestling, I believe, but brought out only halfway through. And then a corkscrew off the top for a long two. One of the moves of this um, of this match was Des on Zach's shoulders on the outside and Drake through the ropes with a doomsday device. Beautiful work. That is quality. In the end, it's given to the rascals. All right, MSK if you like. They win. They're being hot-shotted. Maybe this will be something special for them. Maybe they made the right decision. At the moment, it looks like they have. I and many others thought, well, you'd be lost in the land of the Giants. But no, if they can stay on NXT for a bit and keep this tag team belt going, that could be something special. And then get called up to the main roster. Oh, yeah. Anyway, this was great. Just great. And, um... It wasn't one of the best matches. So although it was great, it wasn't fantastic. That's the kind of quality you're looking at here. Also quality is a Cameron Grimes country and rap a la Kid Rock. You know, he went out years ago, didn't he? Enjoying his cash in the pool with champagne in the car, leering at us with loads of cash there, on a bed with cash on it. He does this really well. And you know, I think it's it's time that Trevor Lee became something very, very special in NXT and the main roster. I think he's got the the chutzpah to do it on the main roster too. I think if you want a nasty, cocky heel, never mind your Baron Corbins, Cameron Grimes is your man. Ooh, I I said Corbin. Oh, God. Baron Corbin. Anyway, here we go for the women's title. Mercedes Martinez, Tony Storm, Io Shirai. And it's a really good match. But it's just not a fabulous match. And it suffers in comparison, unfortunately. It is good work. There is a very nice Martinez released German from the top. When people say release German, it's, uh, release suplex, it's just, I'm going to go halfway through and just let you let you fall, I'm going to dump you. And that's what they do. The main move of this is Io Shirai getting on a lighting pole, so probably about 20 feet up, by the announce table and jumping on both of them. That was fabulous. She knows how to fly. We know that. And she prevailed here. She hit a moonsault on Mercedes uh, Martinez, hurting Mercedes' knee in the process, it looks like, and got the pin. And it's such a shame that this was a night of phenomenal matches because on any other night, this would be best match of the night. Here, it's probably the fourth best match of the night. No, third best match of the night. Such a shame. 
Before we get to the next, next the main event, we've got E. Lie Drake, who's now going to be called L. A. Knight. Not L.A. Park, that's something else entirely. L.A. Knight, got to keep the trio going. And they are pushing him as well, which is good. You see him signing his contract with Stephen Regal. Welcome to NXT, young man. It's not a very good impression, is it? Anyway, he then goes on the pre-show and does his stuff on the mic. He's so good on the mic, he's like The Miz, but good. Imagine that. The Miz, if you can actually do it. Anyway, here is the main event. You know this is going to be a doozy because Finn Balor likes to work on body parts. So does Pete Dunne. And Pete Dunne is something extraordinary. I'm not keen on Finn Balor's new pointing thing. I don't like that. But I know he can do it. And in this match, they both did. This was something... It's a match of the year contender, this. It surely is. And there was a little wrinkle at the end as well, which was really nice to see. So you know this is a story of fingers and knees. Dunn wants the fingers, Balor wants the knee. Very early on, we get some wrist control stuff. Dunn won't let it go. Gets the finger cranks. Gets a leg crank as well early on. Oh yeah, Balor gets a knee lock. Dunn tries for the fingers again. Really good back and forth jockeying for ages. This match went about 30 minutes and there was no wasted movement in any of this. Tells the story. Simple story. I want your fingers. I want your knee. Done. What else do you need? (laughs) Pete Dunn. What else do you need? And that's what they did here with some other superb moves as well. For instance, a guillotine from Dunn into a twisting suplex. He kind of lost control of it. And then Balor thought it might be a good idea to get the STF on Dunn. Well, as said on commentary, you put your fingers right out there. Dunn grabbed his fingers, broke the lock, stubbed his fingers into the mat. Oh, that's really got to hurt. That's a weird pain. That's a really odd pain. Now, Balor tried the coup de grace, the double feet off the top, very early, well, quite early on. Dunn caught him in a triangle and then... Put him out in it. He went out. But his foot, when he went out, was on the bottom rope. Beautiful move. That is brilliant. And a beautiful idea as well. This is such a good match that Balor can throw in an abdominal stretch late into the match. And we don't mind. But the story here was grapevines working a body part. Late on, Balor gets a grapevine. Dunn gets the fingers and cranks. Then pulls Balor's arm through his legs for the pump handle, but actually pulls it with such force it gives him a low blow. Then hits the bitter end. Balor kicks out. But Don is then superplexed, or suplexed, I think. But when he's lying there in a semi-comatose state, he won't let go of Balor's fingers. He's a pest. He really is. In a strange move, later on, Balor comes away with... Dunn's mouthpiece hits a, a drop kick and then a two feet stomp, then the coup de, which is the coup de grass, of course, then the, then the 1916 for the pin. But I don't know why he needed the mouthpiece for that. 
We'd already explained what was going on. It was a brutal fight. I don't need the extra now I'm going to kick your teeth in stuff. Anyway, after the match, in come Pete Dunne's mates. Birch and Lorcan. But who's there to help? Undisputed Era. So you've got Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick Strong. They help Bala. Bala shakes the hands. They all line up. They're doing the Undisputed Era hand signal. He goes to do his pointing. Cole kicks him into the middle of the next week. O'Reilly says, what are you doing? He gets kicked as well. Cole says, come on, Roddy. Roddy doesn't know what to do. That's how we leave it. What a great way to end this event. It's the breakup we knew was going to happen. We know Cole's going somewhere. We don't know where yet. AEW. But this was a great way to end it. After a stupendous match, you just take us up a bit more and give us another talking point. Five out of five for this. And what a surprise that I'm saying that about a WWE card. But it was just stunning. And if they carry on like this, you never know. They might make up some ground on AEW in a couple of years' time. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.